want to greet you in the name of Jesus today. I uh, would be very quick to say that it was very good to be here today in the house of God. God has uh, blessed me uh, with the devotion there and the singing. Enjoyed the singing and the, and the devotion and the Sunday school class. And um, I guess I'm kind of putting a little bit of pressure on myself today, but I think God can help me through this if I allow him to speak through me. I'd like to talk on the subject somewhat, I guess you could say, on obedience. Now, doing that and saying that, I'm already, things are on the line because the thing of it is, I have to obey what God tells me to say today. If I don't do that, I'm not being obedient. And I believe obedience is a big part of our life. I, I think it is something that, you know, I know we have a lot of illustrations in the Bible on obedience, and, you know, the simple fact that Abraham offered up Isaac, and he already had the promise. He already had the promise that, he was going to have as many descendants as the sand of the seashore. He already had that promise to him. It was already committed to him. And he could have said, no way, God, no way will I take offer Isaac up to the, to the altar and, 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 and sacrifice my son because I, I can't do it. You know, he could, have, he could have argued with God, but he only he obeyed God. And you know, the day, I believe the day that I really believe that if we have true obedience and following God, not following man, not following me, following God, true obedience and following him, I, I believe there's going to be a peace in our heart. It's going to give us a peace that we want to have. We want to have that peace of knowing that we're obeying God. Uh, obedience is just, uh, he makes it clear, God makes it very clear that he wants our obedience. I mean, it, there's no ifs or ands about it. He makes it very clear. And, you know, as I think about that today, as I think about obedience, and, and you know, I, I even read some scriptures in the Bible that I have never, ever read as a preacher. Because I, I, I probably, what I've done when I got to this verse, I probably just skipped over. Because I didn't really know for sure how it sounded, and I really wasn't sure how it came across. And I really wasn't sure, but it is in the Bible and the scriptures. And I don't really know, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. But it, I guess you could just simply read it. And I'm not, I'm not saying you place me in that position. I'm not, I'm not asking you. I'm just, I don't know where, I know God, I actually, God ordained me to be a preacher. And he ordained me to, to exhort and to warn. And, and he, I, I really believe that, and uh, if I can say what I'm wanting to say, uh, he, 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 he said, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort. Long-suffering doctrine, for the time will come, he says, well, they will not endure sound doctrine. 
and after their own lusts, they shall heap themselves teachers having itchy ears. And they're going to turn away their ears from the truth and turn into fables. But then it says, but watch thou all things. A dual reflection is do the work of the evangelist. And it says, make full proof of thy ministry. And as I, as I, as, as, as you notice, it takes me a long time to say what I'm wanting you to say. But here, here's where I'm going today. I'm going to, I'm going to try to obey God. I'm going to try to, because you know, the thing of it is, if there's something that I should warn about today and I don't say it, um, you know, there, there, there's going to be blood required for my hands. And I, I can't get out of that. And, you know, I do not go along with the fact that I've heard people say, and I've heard this said, and I don't, I don't buy it, that a preacher has 50% less chance of making it to heaven than you. As, as, as I don't believe that. I don't think God put us in a position that he gave us a less chance to make it to heaven. I don't believe that. I'm not... I'm not here, but it does say, but if the watchman, it says in Ezekiel, if the watchman see if the sword come and he blows not the trumpet, the people be not warned, the sword come and taketh the person from among you. He is taken away with his sins, but the blood will I require on the watchman's hand. And I cannot, I, I cannot, I cannot outlive that uh, that I can get away from that. I gotta I gotta do what God tells me. So simply what I'm saying, I, I'm wanting to I'm wanting to tell you very quick this morning. You know, I know the Bible talks about obeying God rather than man, and I want to make sure I get that clear. Obey God. Obey God. God, you know that, you know, and, and talking about a little bit on obedience. Jesus said, if it be possible, this cup would pass from me. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He prayed that three times in the garden. Against him, he prayed, if it be possible. And we know that, I guess, uh, on sights and sounds, it was, we, it was, uh, I actually, there was a, there was a, not a clip, I don't know what, what do you say? Anyhow, it doesn't mean, but it was on, and we watched that last Sunday afternoon, and, and, and it brought out Joseph, and I have a little trouble saying Joseph, so, you know, obey, Joseph obeyed. Joseph obeyed, and he had, he was tried by Potiphar's wife, and it, it had all that on there. And you know, that just really brought that to full picture to me, just to watch that on sights and sounds. And, you know, I would, I know we just seen a little bit of it, just to see that. And, and it was just so real that, you know, how Potiphar's wife just grabbed him and, and he said, you know, how can I do this wicked thing and sin against God? He obeyed God. He was willing to obey God. And, you know, that was... A, a, Every sin, brothers and sisters, will come under one of these three things. All this in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of the Father, it's not quite the exact words, lives forever, abideth forever, I think it is, right? Anyhow.
we know the three Hebrew children, they, they, they obeyed God. They said, if you, would, if you would bow down, if you would bow down and, and, and bow down before what was set before them, he said, bow down, and, and, and you know, they, they even they made a comment. They said, even if we must die, we'll still be true to God. And, and you know, it, it actually happened, and, 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 you know, and the fire was burning there, and, and they had a heart to obey God. And, and you know, as the fire was burning, they said, uh, they, uh, they see something that, that uh, the, uh, uh, a figure of four, and, the, and it looks like the Son of God. And you know, brothers and sisters, that's what I want to make clear here this morning. If we will obey God, God will be in that furnace with us, if you, if you want to say it that way. He'll go right with us. He will never leave us. All we've got to do is obey. Obey God. And, and, and Paul and Silence, they sing praises to God, and they were the, in the prison doors swung open. And... Uh, all they've done is just obeyed God. That's all they did. They just obeyed God. And, and, and I just want to make it. Okay, here we go. Turn to Hebrews 13. There's a couple, there's a, three verses here I'd like to read. And you help me with it. You help me with this. Three verses, Hebrews 13. Verses 16, 17, and 18. Just read along with me. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Eighteen. Pray for us, for we must trust and have a good conscience and all things willing to live honestly. Let's go in the middle in 17. It says, obey them that have rule over you and submit to yourselves for they watch for your souls. And they must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is improbable for you. I've never read that verse to you as an audience in the church. That's the very first time I ever read it to you. I read it at home. I've read it, looked over that verse many times. I ran right across it because it just felt like I'm laying, I'm standing up on a stool now and looking down. I don't think that does. But it does, I think there is something about it. I think, I think it's just like a, uh, can I, can you help me think this through a little bit? Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think this out. Is it just like a, a husband and wife? Is it like a husband and wife? Is it something similar? Is it, is it something like a husband and wife relationship? You know, and I, first of all, I, I, I do know, I know for sure, I think I'm pretty comfortable on this. It says, so, you know, I, in Ephesians 5, it says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And that, it, it is maybe a little bit like a husband and wife. I don't, I don't, I, I don't believe it's, I don't believe it's placing uh, as Sean and uh, Darren and, and Gary and, and myself, we're all four up here, and, and, and now we you obey me. Just listen to me. I, don't, I, don't, I know it's not saying that. I don't even have a shadow of the doubt it's not saying that. But I, I believe it is saying that God has called us to sound the trumpet. I think God has called us to lead, and I, I, I cannot escape that. I cannot, 
I think God has called us to be a watchman. I believe he's called me to watch, to be a watchman of the flock, to be a shepherd of the sheep. I believe that God has called me for that. And, you know, you know, all at once, you know, this week it just sort of hit me a little bit difficult, just thinking, you know, that, you know, you come to judgment, and, and, and you come to the judgment, and you stand before God, and he says, let me see your hands. But I want to require blood from your hands because you have not been, you have not obeyed what God has asked you to do. And that is really challenging to me today. But what does it mean? Submit yourselves like a like a marriage. Submit yourselves. I think we are to be submit, we are to submit, and and you are to submit and and then it goes on and says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as unto the Lord. And then it says, for the husband as isn't to the, to the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And I believe somehow we got to get this pulled together, that there is a little connection there. I believe that there is a connection. And, and you know, just for us to, to bring out the fact that, uh, you know, I, I, I think we need to preach the truth in love. And, and, you know, there's something that, there, there's nothing that I've ever found that will give me more satisfaction and get ready for, to preach the word of God is just pray to God. God, give me a burden for the people. Just God, give me a burden for the, the, the souls that are sitting here. Give me a burden for these people. Just impress on my heart that even if I must die, or whatever much just give me a burden for the people. Just give it all you can that you press down on me that I feel for the people. I care about their souls. I care where they're going. I, I, you know, life is more, it is not like a, maybe this sounds, I'm not careful what I say. It's not like a, a slaughterhouse. Or, you know, like, you know, like animals were slaughtered, they just go to the assembly line. We, we need to get down on our knees. We need to pray for each other. And I believe that is for you to me. It's for you to me and me to you. And we just need to pray out to God. And, you know, the, the, pra- the prayer, the, the prayer was, if, uh, is, uh, brethren, my heart's desire in prayer to God. For Israel that they might be saved. That I might bear record that they have the zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant, for they are being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And that is in uh, Romans uh, 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God in Israel is that they might be saved. Uh, we, we, we as people today, how could I say a little bit more? I, I, I think I'm almost through on talking about that. Obey them which have rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. I, I really believe that if this would make any, and I would say it this way, if this would make any preacher proud, there's definitely something wrong with these hearts. There's definitely something wrong. And I, I'll say that, I can say that bluntly. If it gives you a, 
if it makes you high-minded, if it makes you feel uh, lifted up, or if it gives you any type, and, and you know, I believe when it's talking about that, I, 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 there might be some different, I think it's, you know, and, and uh, I might look at it, uh, 2 Timothy 3, where it says, disobedient to parents, and being unthankful, and unholy, and, and uh, you know, uh, there again, I, I guess I'm going back. To, turn to 2 Timothy 3 with me a little bit. I'd like to look at that just a little bit. You know, my, my phrase on, 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 on my, my, my way of, 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 of talking on, on 2 Timothy 3, I've probably done it like this for ever since I've been ordained. Know you not in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of God in us designed to power of our ever learning and ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let's stop just a little bit and look and see if I didn't leave a little bit out there. I believe there's some very important verses, but that's just kind of the way I quoted it. That's kind of the way I brought it out. It is, we are living in a very dangerous time. We're living in a very perilous time. For men shall be lovers. Of their, they're going to love themselves. They're going to be customers. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. They're going, they're going to be disobedient to parents and Remember the day that the, the, the title of the message is obedience, disobedience to parents. And, and I believe that the Bible, when it says to have, when it talks about it, that give rule over them, I believe that could very apt be parents. For they watch for your souls, and they are watchmen for your soul. I believe that could be parents. I believe, children, I believe that could be parents. Uh, parents, I believe that could be your parents. I believe that could be it could be, I don't believe that just kind of, I believe this in where it says they could watch for your soul is more than just, I, I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm not saying how broad it is. And I, I don't know. I might have, I don't want to apologize for if I'm, if I'm with the word of God, but if I said anything that, if I, if I said something about, I, I hope I didn't. The last thing I want to do is lift anything up in a position Obey them that have rule over you and submit for yourselves, for they watch for your souls, that they must give account, that they may, may do it with joy and not with grief. For we're, But then notice what it says right below there. It says, pray for us that we trust and have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honorable, but to do good and to communicate. And it just goes on in, in talking there. And uh, we see... Uh, but if the watchmen see the sword come, and we don't blow the trumpet, there's an old Leuven Brothers song that goes something like this. If we forget God, Satan will rule. If we forget God, our nation is doomed. Okay, we was reading, let's just read the first seven verses in Second Timothy 3. This, just read with me. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of pleasures. For, no, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. For men shall be lovers of their own selves and covenants and boasters and proud and blasphemes and disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truce-bakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, 
despisers of those that are good. I got that underlined. Traitors. Uh, had a high-minded, high-minded like proud or uh, 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 or uh, uh, be a be a prideful person of, of some type of position that God has called you or whatever. You know, they all kind of things. And lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For this sort are they which creep into houses and the left captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now, I believe that perhaps it says silly women. I believe that perhaps that could be man, woman, boy, girl. I, I'm sure that could be. That's all of us. That's all of us. But, you know, the lusts, the lusts that, that, I believe lust is a big thing in life. And I, I you know, I, I know that as, as we think of lust, probably one of the first things when we think of, we think of lust is we think of, of, of adultery and uh, we think of all kind of things. And, and it's true. It's very true. It's not, I'm not trying to, but lust is, is just, you know, I, the, the children of Israel, I just, you know, I, you know, they lusted and, and they just, I, I guess I can't quite get over it, but the waters covered their enemy. They seen Egypt come right through, and uh, they went to the water, and God parted the waters, and, and they went through the water there, and uh, whenever they went through there, their wheels come off. You know, they, they were done. They were, they were completely done because their wheels come off, and they just, they were, they drowned. All the chariots and, and horses and all the Egyptians, and they were gone. That was the end of them. But what happened? They soon, the children of Israel, they soon forgot God and the works, and they waited not for the counsel, but it says they lusted exceedingly in the wilderness, and they tempted God in the desert. And God, he gave them their request, but he sent leanness to their souls. They envied Moses in the camp and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. We see here, they forgot God, their Savior, that done great things in Egypt. You know, brothers and sisters, I guess I'd like to say that God has parted the waters for you and I. He left us go free. He, he applied the blood on the cross for our sins. He gave us everything that we need to live forever in glory. He has not shortchanged us in any way. He's not, he's not brought us down any way that we cannot just live forever. But as, as I see here today, I believe the world has a way to press on us to make us disobedient. If we follow the world, all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. The things that we, the things that we feast upon, the things that that we set our eyes to, so to say, and the things that that um, the lust of the flesh and the, the pleasure, the lust of everything, the things that we see and things that that we, you know, even Adam and Eve in the Garden of Gethsemane, in the Garden of uh, in Genesis, there 
They committed all these sins. So we see here that I think it, I, I, I just like to bring this out that God is making it very clear that he wants our obedience. Now, obey the Bible. Obey God. Just simply follow God. And um, I don't know how many of you uh, read the Basile Waters today. I, 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 I found it interesting. And I know that there could be uh, different opinions on this. I understand. I, uh, I appreciated the man's thought, and it's called true freedom. And, you know, everybody's looking for freedom in Christ, you know, just freedom in Christ. And, and that is true. I don't, I don't think that's wrong in itself. Christ sets us free. I, I believe all that. And I, but I, I, believe that, I, I believe that the Bible would make it very clear that, you know, some people just, just forget about, you know, that other things are just called, anything else is just called religion. It's just, it, 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 and I think there's a little bit more to it than that. I believe, I believe that God has taught us. I really believe that we have been taught the principles of the Bible there's a safe way. And I, I really believe there's a safe way. I don't think it has to be something that's very difficult. I don't think it needs to be something that's really hard. You know, by the way, whoever asks is the hardest out of us, the world or the church. Has, you know, I, 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 you know, I always, Gene Iker, he was always my, he was one of my favorite preachers uh, from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, and you know, he, he, he preached that, that, you know, he was at Chicago at the airport, and and there was a there was a there was a lady there waiting to to get on the get on the plane to get on her flight, and 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 you know how windy and cold it can be in Chicago, and and she was on the outside there, she was walking around, and she had big high heels, and she had a tight skirt on, and and the wind was a blowing, and she was cold, and and you know he just said it like this, he said, well, who asked is the hardest on you? the world, or the church. You know, the church, I don't think that the, the church is not asking something that difficult, I don't believe. He's not, they're not asking you to go out there and freeze just to, 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 to fit in with the world. I mean, I don't think the church is asking that. I don't think so. I believe that there's principles. There's, uh, there's, there is some things that I believe, you know, we're seeking the Bible for a roadmap, and, and I, I believe God lays out principles and God can't change his word to pe people's lives. I, Jesus Christ is saying yesterday and forever. You know, the Bible is a roadmap. It's, it's not a debate. It's not a debate. And it's not something that we debate. And, and, and you know, the, the, the Bible, I think it's in Luke, in one of the last verses, it says, they open their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And I know, you know, we all notice that, that, one person might read this verse and the other person might read that verse and he might come up here and he might say this and the other person might say that, but I don't know. It's just like, God, just give us an understanding that we understand what you mean. You know, I don't think, I don't think you're trying to trick us. I don't think God is trying to trick us in any ways. And, and, and saying that, I, I just, I, I was thinking about this, this, what I read this, I actually ran ahead and I seen this 
and it's called, and it is actually today. And I'd like for you to read it. And you just, I mean, you read it for yourself. Don't, don't read it for me. Read it for yourself. It's called True Freedom. The church sign said, religion makes rules and Christ sets us free. Most likely, whoever wrote those words had the key verse in mind. If there be a son, therefore, you shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. Which is, you know, I, I, the sign was promoting the idea that religion weighs us down. Now, I, but Christ sets us free. Is that really true? Is that really true? Now, let's look at the true, what true religion really is. And this, you can find this in, uh, in James, and I, also it's in the, besides still waters, it says, pure religion, and unbefouled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fathers and the widows of the affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. world. You know, to keep, keep away from the world, so to say. And, and the words undefiled and unspotted make it obvious that keeping religion pure means that there are rules to be followed. This is what the writer thought. This is the way his opinion was, and this is the way he brought it out. That the words undefiled and unspotted make it very obvious that there are rules to follow. In every home, school, church, or workplace that is functioning well, this has been established, laws have been established and are being obeyed. Here is a better way that the word that the church signed, the religion of Christ has rules that set us free. Now that was, the freedom comes when we stop sinning and start serving. I, uh, I don't know what all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. God forms us, the world deforms us, and Christ transforms us. We are bought with a price. We need to sacrifice ourselves every day. And again, God makes it very clear. He wants our obedience. Now, I, I think I will come to a close here today. And you can feel free to share. And, you know, read the Bible. Read the Word of God. Preach to yourself. Meditate. I think Kevin mentioned that this morning. And I, I thought when he said that, I thought, Man, I guess I'm not the only humanist type person here because you can, you can just indulge yourself in reading. But unless you're plugged in, unless you're really plugged in and you're really ready to go and, and, and you've got... Give me a burden for the people. Give me a burden for the people. Give me a right attitude. Don't give me a finger-pointing attitude. Give me an attitude that I love you. If you forget everything else I said, remember one thing God loves. Let's kneel for prayer. Lord, I just come before you today.
I just ask you this, this morning, Lord, I ask for a favor this morning from you. Lord, if I said anything that didn't come according to your scripture, that you would reveal it to each person here this morning in the way that you would place it in their heart. And it would be totally uh, grounded and be rooted in your word. And I ask today that, Lord, for your direction on our lives, I ask that you would lead us and guide us to all truth, that you would open up our understanding, that we would understand the scripture, that we would understand that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, that we dare not compare ourselves among ourselves that whoever would do this, we are not wise. We know that you tell us in the scripture that we're not wise. If we look at each other and we make comparison, that we just pray that this morning, that we look unto you, Jesus, as the author and the finisher of our faith, that we'd open up the manual, we'd open up the Bible, and we'd find lodging in our hearts, and we would meditate, and we would, we would look and try to find this map that leads us to glory. And we don't want any derails, or we don't want any driving out of the way. We want to go direct to heaven. So I just pray tonight, today, as we close here today, I thank you this morning for our devotion that we had this morning, and I thank you for the Sunday school class, and I thank you for the songs. And, and Lord, I just pray that you would just do with this day, however you would want, that it would not, this would be a day that that it would, uh, that we could just grow in you and we would mature. We ask for each person that's here, we ask, first of all, that we have all applied the blood. We've all confessed to you. We've made our calling and our election sure. And I pray for young and old. Lord, we don't know. We don't know when you will return. We don't know when we'll pass on. But I just pray for each one of us. My prayer is to you.